Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, welcome to Guthix Rest. I am a guy named Spari. And I'm Birdfax. And we're a podcast that talks about all things old school RuneScape. So grab a drink and get ready. How's your week going? It's going, you know. It as it always is. It 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 goes. Got some fun stuff going on. Got eighty seven Slayer finally. Got Kraken tasks. Yeah, that's a big one. The the trident on the Iron oh, Man, yeah. the huge upgrade. Actually got it. Got a jar of dirt before I got the trident, but still ended up getting the trident. Yeah, it's just one step closer to green logging Kraken. Yeah, I was getting flame by uh, other fellow Iron Men that were like, "You should just kill the small ones," and I was like, "Man, yeah, I have to you? pay a little. Yeah. I have to pay a little more attention." Yeah, and that's effort. Kraken boss is extraordinarily AFK. It's the first time I've ever done it. People were always telling me that it's like the most AFK boss in the universe. And now I get it. Yeah, it 100% yep. is. There's a reason every time you look up a main account or an Iron Man that has just so many Slayer, they, so they, many Kraken kills. Yeah, they have, you know, several It's uh, so free. Several, you know, thousand Kraken kills. I think I already have like 480. It's crazy. Yeah, and the only reason I don't have more Kraken kills is I've already greenlogged the, the boss. I did so at about uh, 250 Kraken, which is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that is uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I did not get a tentacle yet, but, you know, I'd rather have the trident over the tentacle, so I'll take that. Especially since tridents were actually rarer than the tentacle from boss trident or boss kraken. And there's a lot of ways nowadays that you can skip over getting oh, yeah. get, getting the abyssal tentacle. You know, if I if I really wanted, you know, I could just hop back into corrupted gauntlet and pray mm-hmm. for another enhanced weapon seed that I could turn into a, a blade. Or you could potentially get a a a, a fang from TOA or true true. You know, maybe send some tob. Once you have your yeah, uh, elite right. void, I don't know if you already have that completed or not. I do. I got that. I got that done a while back. And then you can absolutely uh, send some pretty scuffed tobs. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. Haven't learned tob. Not something that I'm. Yeah. I, I want to do it eventually. It's not something that's on my my close to do list. But it does look fun. Yeah, um, I do like the high skill content. So. I've heard a lot of people say Tob is a ton of fun, and it's you know still regarded as the uh, best raid in the game by a lot, especially hard mode once you've uh, mastered the mechanics. Yeah, I imagine it's probably pretty fun, um, but you know I'm I'm still a, a wee lad on the the grand scheme of hard content, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can do corrupted gauntlet. That's my my claim to fame. I can yeah. five one. You did. Uh, do some TOA with me after you got your trident. It's true. 
I uh, hopped I in did. the chat instead of going to bed, and I said, "All right, we're, we got to send a raid now." You know, I've been I've been waiting for this moment, and uh, it was it was pretty good. We uh, did a easy one fifty, and I got my first purple in one hundred raids. Fucking finally! Yeah, I I got so excited seeing that purple light. Uh, Wish I knew how it felt. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just gotta keep going. Uh, eventually, you know, odds are you'll you'll get something right. Like. I mean, just... my luck on the iron has honestly been so much better than the main. Yeah. Um, just kind of overall. Still, I mean, unless you count the three gauntlet pets I have on the main, I really have no claim to fame to be lucky on that account. Yeah. And the only luck I have on my main, right, I don't usually get items worth money. Um, I just get lots of pets. So. Yeah, I've also been getting surprisingly lucky. That's right, I got the... I, I think that happened not even like three or four days ago. I got the fucking mining pet at uh, Volcanic Mine. That was stupid. Yeah, you did. I only um, have like three million mining XP. Yeah, I I can't remember who we were with, but uh, it might have been Toaster. I'm pretty sure it was Toaster. Yeah, you 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 freaked out for a moment and then didn't say anything, or just like, is everything okay? I thought your internet died for a moment. Um, I died. Actually, yeah, you, you died. Hardcore. You had a heart heart attack, and uh, yeah, no, that was stupid because we had just been talking about how it's like pretty decent mining pet chance mm-hmm. at uh, volcanic mine. Yeah, it's the the best non tick manipulation chance for the pet, and uh, here you are now with the pet, and yeah, I didn't I'll see your never, pet because you ever were, use it. Yours was underneath mine. Well, you didn't see it at all because I had KQ pet following me. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you had to. So I went to my inventory. I was like, I I think I was like, I was probably like leaning back in my chair, like you know, doing volcanic mine as one does, and then I I got, I think I got screen, I think it's screen notified, but like a bunch of stuff popped up in the chat since I'm in a clan and like the collection log notification appeared at the top of the screen, so like caught Mm -hmm. my attention. I like looked up and I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and and that's that's pretty exciting to to get a skilling pet because those are actually pretty. Uh, rare to come by. Yeah, I have three ninety nines on the main, and I never got one. I don't have any ninety nines on my iron, and I have two skilling pets already. Three, if you count the abyssal protector, but not really a skilling pet. It's a mini game pet, but the mini game is all about skilling. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fucked. Uh, thinking about it, I'm not missing many skilling pets. Actually, that's not up, true. Man. I have three skilling pets. I'm missing uh, five of them. Um, Rift Guardian, Beaver, Baby Chin, Giant Squirrel, and Tango Root I still need, but um, the only skill of those that I've 99 so far is uh, Woodcutting. Uh, and uh, this week I got 99 Mining, but I already have that's three right. Rock Golems. I wasn't at your party because I hate you, but congrats. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it it was a long time coming. It took... It's been like two months since I dedicated myself to grinding out... Almost three months, actually, since I dedicated myself to grinding out mining. And, uh, you know, being busy with work, um, you know, just doing other things. It's taking quite some time, but... Uh, forcing people to come do volcanic mine with me 
has a really uh that, that's what really let me get to 99 mining you obviously still need to go back to uh vm for the uh the broken pickaxe <laughs> sea log slot though so um maybe Very during important. bingo maybe during bingo that's true that's true um or uh, the clan i'm in uh tnl uh they're doing bingo uh in a month from now uh two weeks from now actually um and I'm making bird facts here join us. And it's going to be a good time. Forced me to pay 1 million GP to join this bingo event. I can't believe this. But when we win the bingo, he's going to get uh, a third of that, I think, is the uh, first place prize. I have no idea. I, I am going in just assuming that I lost that one mil, but it doesn't really matter because I'm just going to go do bosses and stuff during the bingo and probably get more than one mil in drops. Yeah, so, it's not about it's kind the, of whatever. It's not about the prize money. It's really just about like getting the experience, hanging out with the people in the clan, um, having fun, doing yeah. bosses, doing raids, doing skilling content that you wouldn't normally do. It makes, it makes getting the drop that you want just that much better especially mm -hmm. if it's like a drop that you need in my case since i'm an iron man you know i'll probably end up going to zoro and like i need a blowpipe i need to upgrade my trident so if that also happens to be a bingo tile it's like oh well now that's extra pog yeah and i can almost guarantee that one of the tiles is going to be like zora oh yeah because absolutely Zora's yeah. a, a staple boss at this point in old school. Yeah, Zora, and uh, probably there's going to be probably a Muspa tile, and there's probably going to be a Vorkath tile, and uh, I know TNL loves their uh, volcanic mine tile, right? They like to make people do um, the skilling content that seems uh, intimidating at first until you do it and realize that it's the most relaxed way to do mining in the game. Yeah, volcanic mines free content is so free yeah i think i do what most people would probably consider to be the air quotes hardest role just because you have to do the most stuff yeah but it's not hard yeah you do uh, i just have to click on the most things c check b fix right uh yeah whatever the it's the last one yeah or, i don't remember i don't remember where you gotta called. run north all the way mm -hmm. yeah I, I i like to do a side but um you know, if I can e-girl, you know, your boy's going to e-girl. I don't even have tile markers on A-side, dude. I've never been over there. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, I'm I'm really excited for bingo. I'm happy that I got 99 mining before bingo was done so that, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about uh, losing, you know, efficiency on that. I can just focus now on uh, doing really whatever. Um, once bingo rolls around, I'm just going to try to earn as much money as I can during the two weeks that it's runs and uh after that i'm gonna continue my goal of trying to max by the end of the year what's the next skill um right now in game i'm just afk and crafting just blowing glass um i know it's not super efficient on a main but it's really afk um that is very true i'm almost to 95 fishing and i want to finish the um the spirit angler outfit so i'm probably going to send some tempros after we finish the podcast today um okay. and maybe just work towards 99 i will not fishing. be joining you for that i hate tempros you hate tempros really yes um i mean 
I don't hate it because it's bad. I hate it because I've I've done it a lot and it's just boring mm. now. Yeah, it does have that. Um, so the other two like big mini games that are for skills, uh, you have Winter Todd and then you have Guardians of the Rift. And I guess you have the smithing one too, um, Giant's Foundry. Giant's Foundry pops off. Uh, and I'm going to count Volcanic Mine too. All of those, uh, the difference between those minigames and Fishing Todd is that Tempros is not random. It's the same every single time. So there's no variety when you do it. Yeah, that is part of the problem. When you do Winter Todd, although, you know, it kind of sucks. As a Winter Todd stan, it does suck that, you know, you could just get absolutely fucked and take a ton of damage and have your thing, your uh, brazier break a bunch. That's annoying. But at least it, like, changes things up so you're not just sitting there, uh, you know, staring at the screen, having nothing happen for six hours straight. Yeah, I think taking damage at Winter Todd isn't the problem. Yeah. It's being punished for having higher hit points, so you take more damage is the, the real problem there. Because it's like, oh, great, I have 95 hit points now, and I need to go back to Winter Todd. This is real. I do, because I need to train my fire making. I have 95 hit points. Now I just need to bring brews. Yeah, that's definitely annoying. I've seen suggestions that instead of doing hit points, there should be, like, a warmth meter. Um... And that just acts as a stand-in for hit points. If your warmth goes down to zero, maybe instead of killing you, it just kicks you out, you know? Now we still need hardcores dying at Winter Todd. It, it is very funny you. when hardcores die. But it's not in line with the other minigames. None of the other ones kill you if that you kill true. them. Except for Volcanic Mine. Yeah, Volcanic Mine. But Volcanic Mine is like kind of advertises out yeah, it advertises itself as being a little a little dangerous. Kind of for bad boys. Yeah, and it has a much higher barrier to entry as well. All those kudos. A lot of people don't have those, which is weird. Do your quests. Yeah, no. The The biggest issue I had with finding people to do Volcanic Mine with me was they just didn't have the kudos. I got like three or four people on my way to 99 um, offer to join me at Volcanic Mine. And then uh, we gear up, they talk to the guy, and they can't get in because they don't have the kudos. Yeah. Um, I talked to the guy and I couldn't get in, but that's because I hadn't built the museum camp. I forgot that that was a requirement for that. Yeah, that's that also one's super easy to just do. go smash out. I think I had only built the bank and the uh, fossil cleaning station because the rest of it is literally worthless. Mm -hmm. Has no mechanical benefit to the player. I don't know why, but when I first started playing back in 2018, I just built the camp right away. I think I did on my main... Just because I was like, oh, these these poor people on this island. Gotta gotta help them out. Because yeah. that's, that's my first time through the, the old school story. And so I'm kind of like immersing myself a little bit. But now I am jaded to the story because I've gone through it so many times. I'm just like, all right, cool. Moving on with my life. Yeah. I built the bank. That's all that matters to me. See you later. See you, idiots. You need a well for water to live? See ya. Build it yourself. Yeah, what's the point in that? Jesus. Yeah, it's understandable. I think there might be, like, a small thing you get out of it. Like, I think you get fossils or something. It's been a long time. Anything else happen uh, this week in, in RuneScape for you? Or outside of RuneScape? 
I got granite boots from Fossil and Wyverns. That was funny. That is kind of funny. Not really it's worth like a it. One in one in two thousand drop. Is there a uh, clue stuff that uses that? Maybe. I think there's absolutely nothing. Mm. Well, you know, that's collection log completed. I've only killed like two hundred of them. I also have the granite longsword. I got way before that too. Next up, visage. Easy. I've just simply blocked them now. They're just not fun to kill. Yeah, they kind of suck, but the the allure of the possibility of getting that like 1 in 13,000 or whatever visage, mm-hmm. it's it's enough for me to not block them. And the tasks are usually like kill 20 of them. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. That's fair. I remember doing them when I was a much lower level um just because I didn't really know much better, and, you know, all the tasks at that level kind of suck. Yeah. That's kind of a tangent I want to get into, too. Slayer at low levels absolutely blows. Yeah, it sucks. And people... It's not good. People always tell new players, like, get into Slayer. Slayer's so much fun. Slayer makes you so much money. Yeah, when you're killing, like, Cerberus and uh, Thermi... Cerberus isn't fun. And... You're you're killing you know, uh, Jad on task and you're and you're, and you get that Dust Devils tasks and you fucking destroy them. Yeah, when you when you doing barrages. tasks and like, you make a million dollars. Yeah. Every task you look at your loot track and you're like, wow, I profited like six million GP from that task. Let's fucking yeah. But when you're killing like monkeys and Abby specters and. Like, just these dog shit tasks. And, like, metal dragons all the time. Yeah. It's just... You don't have any points to skip or block. Yeah, and and your stats suck, so it takes forever. You're not using cannon, probably. And you you need points to get the the unlocks, so you're unwilling Mm -hmm. to Turiel skip. You don't even know how to Turiel boost at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. You know what doesn't suck, though? Hmm. You tell. The Bounty Hunter Rewards beta and more. Whoa. This week's game update. Oh, was that was that this week's update? Is it like in the game? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Right now, if you log into RuneScape, you can go to any of the beta worlds uh, located uh, from 401 to 412. And uh, it's actually, sorry, not all those worlds. 401, 405, 407, 409, and 412. And you can test out the new Bounty Hunter items. Wow. Uh, we're not going to get super in-depth in it, because we're not PvP people. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe after Bounty Hunter, we'll, we'll do more PvP. They're going to be uh, testing out uh, the different uh, items. All the uh, Ancient Warrior Nesta's. stuff. Yeah, the Ancient Warrior stuff. I remember always thinking that shit was so sick. But I used to play in, like, 2012-ish era, and that was, like, actually mm-hmm. in the video game. I was like, oh my god. And then they added it to dead man mode, and I was like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I, I never played in that era, so I, I'm i not uh, familiar with them. It's cool to see them back, though. It's very cool. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're only usable in um, Bounty Hunter, which I believe they are, yes, sir. then I'm fine with them. Uh, yeah, we're getting um, Vestas. Uh, which gives you increased uh, melee special attacks. Uh, Morgans, which is uh, range special attacks. 
Zerials, which is uh, just increased accuracy to magic attacks. Is that like a set bonus? Then, you can it uses less spec energy. It's uh, accuracy to those. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, fifteen percent accuracy to gotcha. range special, melee okay. special, and then just uh, magic attacks in general. And and they are doing magic attacks specifically instead of specials because there are like no good mage specials. There's like volatile staff. And I yeah, think the volatile. new the new wilderness staff has a spec. It does, but it's not. It's like a defense lowering thing. Gotcha. It's like a BGS. Um, and then Stadius as well. It comes in two flavors: regular and corrupted. Uh, sounds like the corrupted is for like defense peers. Yeah, it uh, looks like they're like 20 tier twenty. Mm-hmm. The other is a uh, tier seventy eight. And uh, they provide, I believe, a lot of accuracy and offensive stats, but kind of crappy defenses. Zero prayer bonus. Yeah. Somewhat notable. Yeah, they have corrupted versions of all of them. So if you are if you want a low, low defense or low level PK, you absolutely can with these sets. Notably, the corrupted versions, um, at least of Stadius, I'm noticing, um, their defensive stats are lower, but also the... Uh, offensive negatives are a little bit higher lower however you want to con- talk about negatives it goes from like the stadius plate legs uh normally are a they're negative 30 as... magic yeah they're not as bad yeah. but only by like negative 30 to negative 26 which is kind of a weird choice it's kind of like a weird detail for them to latch onto. i'm not really sure why that's usually how it works though like because you're a lower level you your your negative bonuses are going to be lower as well, just because you have less stats wait, to play with. Wait, hold on, this is weird. Okay, Stadius plate legs, a magic attack is negative thirty. Ranged attack is negative twelve. The corrupted version has a negative twenty six, which is four higher than the uh, mm-hmm. the regular one. But the ranged attack is negative thirteen, which is actually one lower than the regular Stadius plate mm-hmm. legs. That's weird. I wonder how they came to these stats. And the plate. The plate body goes from negative 17 to negative 15, which is better. Yeah. Very strange. I'm sure there's all kinds of like little weird oddities like that, but... I'm assuming that they're being balanced based off of like what people at that tier can already equip. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe it's being based on um, uh, like the Fremenic kilt or something. Yeah, I, I would not know. I'm not super into that scene, no. so... Yeah, we're we're both not PKers, so we're both just kind of speaking out our ass right now. I watched some PKers, but other than to see them click very good and way better than I ever will be able to, I don't really understand a whole ton what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I've done some LMS and I have a dark bow pure uh, that can TB. That's about it. Speaking of dark view. Dark view? Speaking of dark bow. Uh, weapon imbues. They are uh, they're adding improved versions of these classics to LMS. So if you want to bring out the dark bow, you can with a better max hit and less special attack cost. Wow. They also have the barrel chest anchor, the dragon longsword, the D mace, the abyssal dagger, and they all kind of follow the same trend of uh, either less spec or just better stats for it. They've also changed some things like uh, the the dragon longsword imbued. It has an increased 25% accuracy, so that you might be able to hit like higher defense targets easier with it. And then notably, um, the special attack of the imbued dragon longsword 
delays your next attack by only four rather than five, uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool because it's it makes it normal attack speed essentially for that, which is kind of neat. Yeah, and you know they have some neat ideas in here, but we're not really the people to talk about this. Yeah, I mean the idea of the um, the longsword being like something of a combo weapon because of that is kind of cool. I don't know if we'll see it being viable. I guess the people that are trying it out on worlds. Uh, uh, 401, 405, 407, 409, and 412. We'll see if it's any better or useful at all. Yeah. I don't know. I might actually hop on the beta worlds, but that'll probably just be to send Inferno attempts. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. You don't have to log into the beta worlds to test out the items. If you want to send uh, Inferno attempts or try out hard content before you do it on your hardcore iron man you absolutely can just do whatever you want on those worlds yeah beta worlds are great um i i personally recommend hopping on them uh if you if you want to try some stuff out because i I believe you can you can adjust your stats you can get like any item in the game not any item but there's like there's like a chest that has a whole ton of uh commonly used pvm items um so my plan is i'm going to adjust my account to have the same stats as my group iron currently does and just see if it's theoretically possible for me to do Inferno on it at my skill level. Sounds like fun. Yeah. In the other changes category, there's only two things in here that are really notable. Um, the first is that uh, now whenever you increase a combat level, you're going to get a pop-up notification just like you would if you got a regular level. And if that sounds annoying, because that will potentially stall you in combat... Uh, there's now a setting that you can make it so it doesn't pop up the level up interface. So, cool. I feel like they should make it so you can disable the level up interface specifically while in combat. Because I do like seeing it when I'm just, like, skilling. But while I'm in combat, it's very, very frustrating. Yeah, I totally agree. There's been a number of times when I was first learning Vorkath that I died when I got a ranged or HP level and just got stalled. Yeah, I'm usually able to adapt, personally. I'm able to, like, figure it out. But it sends me into, like, a panicked frenzy for a moment. I'm like, oh, oh, why did I stop? And then, of course, once you get to 99, it's not a problem anymore. So why can't we just, like, make it not, like, this does work. Mm -hmm. But I've always liked getting the little jingles. I've always kind of been upset that the the level up jingles are tied to music. Because I play with music off a lot of the time. I listen to my own music. And I kind of miss the jingles. Yeah, I wish there was more audio sliders. I wish that there was a way to make them... Like, I like playing with area sounds on. I don't know. But I don't like hearing other players skilling. Because area sounds is how you hear your own skilling. But I don't like hearing other people. If you have the uh, annoyance mute plugin. Yeah, I can agree with Mm -hmm. that. Um, The annoyance mute plugin kind of solves that problem, but it just mutes, like... It, you know, broadly mutes X sound. So even if you're doing that sound. Yeah, it, it's kind of a band-aid. Well, you can't hear it anymore. So it doesn't really fix the problem. Um, it's nice, but it's not perfect. Um, I, I do think, like, whenever I do PVM, I always play with game sound on. And sometimes if the music's good enough, like in TOA yeah. or MUSPA, um, I turn the music on because I think some of the music in this game is absolutely banger. But I, I think that for PVM, game sound is, like, actually very very good it's not necessarily a reliable tool for some instances like i know a lot of uh inferno players 
um, they play with game sound on, but they don't use it as like their primary method of gaining like game information mm-hmm. because it can be somewhat inconsistent. But I think it's still a, a good tell all the time of what's going on. There's actually a, a decent bit of sound design that goes into some of the newer activities. Yeah, like a lot of bosses will have an audio cue for each different attack. Um, and you'll be able to distinguish an attack with the audio cue. Maybe sometimes even before visually you see the boss doing the attack. Yeah, like Vorkath, the prayer dr- the prayer turn off attack. You can immediately tell that that one's about to come out because the sound has a very different uh, audio style. Like the very first few milliseconds. Yeah, Vorkath is a boss I never do with audio, so that's not something I knew. Yeah, all of the attacks are very audio distinct, except for just like the um, the regular you know auto attacks the ranged actually i don't even think that's true i'm pretty sure the mage attack sounds different just like the regular Mm. mage attack it's good to know i don't remember but all the special attacks sound different so the other somewhat interesting change the boss cases for the high scores has been bumped down to 30 dang if you had a special account that had like a pet or something and you had 30 kills or something sucks to be you (laughs) You're not hidden from the yeah. high scores anymore. Soon it'll be impossible. But now people can tell exactly how yeah, many. Soon you it'll have. be impossible for hardcores to uh, do woolly bosses without immediately being on the high score. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you just never log out. Yeah, I mean, once they <laughs> log out, though, you know, before you could hide yeah. behind the fact that you had. I didn't done think 50, about that. And now it's just immediately on there. Did not even think about that. That kind of sucks, but whatever. I don't think that should be a consideration for it. I'm more for the high scores being as accurate as possible. Yeah, I I am very glad that the numbers are going down, honestly. It's super cool to be able to see everybody's achievements, regardless of how many that they've done, mm-hmm. you know? Because like, if I see that some guy's done like three corrupted gauntlets, I'll, I'll be like, okay, you know, respect, you tried. You got some in there, let's go. All right, let's get on to the skill pitches. New skill pitches, FAQ and Discord stages summary. This is really exciting. You know, I'm in the Discord. Are you? For this, yes. Is it invite or can you just join? I think you can join. I don't remember. I, I, I'm in it for one reason or another. Uh, I think they do like um, focus groups, so like, certain people at random times get like a specific role and they're allowed to like chat or something i don't know exactly how it works i'll be honest i've been tempted to leave because i just i haven't really been involved in it and i'm just getting at mentioned in it all the time Mm. and i feel like on large i don't have a whole ton to contribute to the conversation that hasn't already been said probably i don't know maybe i actually do let's find out i guess okay so looking into it uh, I was just able to join via the Old School RuneScape Discord. You can find it at discord.gg slash OSRS. And then in the... Uh, yeah, so you go to uh, the official Old School RuneScape Discord. You head down to the New Skill Discussion tab, and there is a Discord that you're able to join. You just join that, and uh, you're in the uh, Skill Pitches Discord, where they are apparently discussing wow. it. You want to start us off with the first Skill Pitch here? Yeah, so they came out with three, as we said. Um, I think it's important to to read their disclaimer for those of you that don't know exactly how the way of the skilling voting is going. Um, we have already voted a new skill into the game. We just don't know what it is yet. So they say verbatim, 
The ideas we're presenting here are not yet set in stone. Any examples given in these pitches are simply to illustrate how concepts might work in-game. If you feel any of the examples given muddy the waters, or don't feel right for the skill, please let us know. All your feedback is valuable. At the end of the scale, uh, at the other end of the scale, please remember that these are just concepts, not finished products. If something seems vague now, remember that the nitty-gritty will be ironed out in the next stage of the process, and they can change depending on your feedback. Um, and then they also do a blurb about uh, the possibility of there being other skills. It is a possibility that all three of these could come to the game eventually if everybody really, really liked them. Personally, I don't see that happening. But for now, there is just going to be one. Mm-hmm. And we need to figure out which one that is. And first up is, a lot of people probably guessed it was coming back. It's sailing, guys. Sailing is back. And this time, in my opinion, probably better than ever because... The Jagex development, old school development team has gotten a lot better at figuring out what exactly the community wants. This was pulled, I believe, back in like 2014 or 2015 as a skill to be added well, to the game. Well, originally and it was an April Fool's event. Yeah, orig- originally, originally it was an April Fool's mm-hmm. joke. Very, very long time ago. Um, it has been like legendary in the not just old school, but RuneScape community for a long time of like, oh, there's going to be a new skill. It's going to be sailing. There's an old April Fool's joke. Legendary skill, which is why I think it'd be really funny if it was both good and in the game. Yeah. Um, and, but now. And I've heard the, the, you know, some uh, conspiracy theories. I've heard some conspiracy theories that sailing because it's been around so long and Jagex has had such a long time to kind of keep iterating on ideas for this, they've given us these other two skills that they don't think the community is going to go for, and they've intentionally made them worse just so that the community votes on sailing. You know, I can't particularly say that I don't see why people would think that. That is a reasonable conclusion to come to. But for now, I'm going to keep talking about sailing. We'll get into the discussion after. Whether you're an explorer setting foot on unexplored territory, a fisherman hoping for a monster catch, a pirate looking to sink every ship in sight, or even a courier looking to move your goods from A to B, sailing has something to offer everyone. So acquire a vessel, set forth, and travel Gilinor like you've never traveled before. The core gameplay loop is going to be to navigate to a port, obtain a ship, and engage in fun activities at sea. Increasing your sailing level allows you to explore more exciting and dangerous areas. Um, So basically, the way the skill works is you need to go to a port, you got to get a ship, and then you can sail your ship. Mm -hmm. You can do all kinds of fun stuff. Um, And it's important to note that they want this to be very different from what sailing was originally kind of concepted as they've had time to kind of reiterate and kind of um expand the idea of what sailing originally was proposed as originally it was basically dungeoneering but in the sea and now what it they want it to be not an instanced thing they want you to be able to go from port serum to you know brimhaven physically on the map or to go from karend to you know lunar isle you can physically sail there across the overworld not just which i think is sick Mm -hmm. because you know charter ships have been kind of a notoriously decent travel method mostly specifically for ironmen for a very long time the idea of you saying fuck off charter ships i'm just gonna sail there myself 
is kind of novel. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I imagine charter ships will still probably be the faster method. Oh, yeah, for but... sure. But this is like an interesting alternative because mm-hmm. as is gone further into the pitch, there are things that can happen at sea. Obviously, you can go out for, they list out things that you can go out for. You can go deep sea fishing. You can hunt elusive sea creatures. There are navigational challenges where you navigate a ship across some sort of obstacle or threat. There's delivering packages and there's unlo- uh, uncovering new islands to explore. All kinds of fun, fun things to do out on the ocean. Whereas I also imagine, you know, delivering packages from A to B is one of those options. Yeah. That package could very well just be yourself. You can just probably go somewhere, which I, I, I genuinely really like that as an idea of just like, oh, part of the skill is just now you can just sail places. And they make a point, too, in um, the uh, beautifully made uh, infographic done by Gentle Tractor. Uh, that yes. shout out to both Gentle Tractor and Volkaban, mm-hmm. absolute pillars of the old school community for a very long time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I believe uh, Volkaban made the art while Gentle Tractor did the the layout stuff. Um, but they they point out that uh one of the core gameplay mechanics of sailing is going to be uh navigating the sea. And they don't know exactly how it's going to work yet, whether or not you're, you're going to use keyboard controls or there's going to be some sort of interface you interact with or if it's just going to be, you know, the RuneScape mo- movement system that, that we know and love um, in all of its jank. Click. But uh, I'm kind of getting into the idea that they kind of want sepulcher-type uh, obstacles that you might have to deal with while you're uh, sailing, like giant waves or maybe sharks. Which I think would be cool, yeah. but I'm probably a little biased because I really like Howard Sepulcher, so. Yeah, it seems cool. And I'm getting sort of, um, uh, oh god, what's the, the pirate game that I'm... Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting kind of Sea of Thieves vibes uh, from some of the descriptions of how they want this to behave. Obviously, you know, it wouldn't have the same sort of exact gameplay as Sea of Thieves, but, you know... Maybe it's Sea of Thieves, the the skill. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah, I think sailing is a cool idea. Uh, one thing, one thing I do appreciate. Um, I think about all of these skill pitches. Um, is the idea of both active gameplay and passive gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's really important. Uh, for a skill, personally. Um, the the immediate example that comes to mind is agility. Yeah. Um, the more passive gameplay loop is just doing rooftop courses. It's pretty mindless. You just kind of click on the next part. You just go. Mm-hmm. Whereas instead, you could also do something like Skullball's, you know, ancient. But it is technically an example of active gameplay, or the more better example, Sepulchre, where it's very active. You have to really focus on, you know, where you're clicking, when you're clicking, and why you're clicking. Yeah, I, I think. Um... You probably went with one of the worst examples for a skill that has an active versus a passive way of training it. I mean, yeah, you could also just say, oh, yeah, fletching. You know, you can sit there and fletch longbows, or you can fucking absolutely give yourself arthritis by doing darts. Yeah, give yourself a, you know, nice repetitive stress injury there. Yeah, or or with, like, a, you know, skill I'm very familiar with now, mining. You know, you could do, uh, you know, two-tick granite, or... You could, you know, AFK Amethyst. And mining is actually a pretty good example as well because you got like you can two tick granite, you can tick manipulate gem rocks, you can power mine iron, 
You can do All volcanic mine ups and downs. Yeah. You can do volcanic mine. You can just mine amethyst. The the biggest you thing I want of out of a new skill is a variety of ways to train it. Options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree the, so much with the that. The skills that I hate the most in this game are the skills that feel the same from the moment you begin training it to the moment it finishes. So my herb lore. Yeah, herb lore is the same all the way to ninety nine. You're putting a thing in a thing. Make potion. You're sitting at the bank doing it. But my two big examples are hunter and thieving. Now, hunter, hunter could be good. The problem is, is that most of the like varied methods of training hunter. So yeah, all of the alternate ways to train it are bad they're bad and the ways that you do train they're it either, they're either the bad same. they're either bad yeah they're either bad to play or they're just bad xp like yeah. they're boring they're annoying or they're bad xp there's there's like no middle grounds the only distinctly different way of training hunter that isn't just put trap on the ground wait for a thing to take it and maybe you take manipulate it as well is herbivore herbivore is a little bit different in that you have to track it but there's other things that you know behave yeah, the same way isn't like unique yeah it's just it, it kind of brought back one of the alternate methods of training hunter with actually decent rewards mm-hmm. and experience yeah uh the other is thieving and thieving is just click on npc click on stall until you hit 99 My personal least favorite skill yeah just for the record. The, the, pyramid Plunder exists. Mm-hmm. I do like Pyramid Plunder. Just shout out to Pyramid Plunder. Yeah, Pyramid Plunder but that is nice, but it's not It's, it's still different. not even that great, though, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah. It is my favorite method, but it's still not that great, not that fun. I'll be honest. Yeah. I kind of don't like thieving, and I need to get 92. Yeah, I... And eventually 99 someday, but... Yeah, I'm almost 92. Um, 71k from it. And I don't look forward to getting the last uh, oh. half of the skill done. And so that nobody roasts us, also shout out to Sorceress's Garden, decent way of training thieving. Yep. Like, there is some variation to that skill. I just wish there was more. Because well, most of them kind of Yeah, suck. the issue with Sorceress's Garden is that, like, it's good for a period, and then, you know, you're kind of... You have to move on because the XP rate doesn't and keep up. Also, somewhat notable for Iron Man, you do have to use stamps like mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah, for that method. So, moving on to the next skill, we have uh, a controversial one for sure, at least in my opinion. Um, but summoning, I mean taming. Yeah. <laughs> it's they have this big lengthy disclaimer. That summoning and taming are not the same thing, and I have to disagree with Jagex. So yeah, I haven't. My I issue haven't read this one super hardcore. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Yeah. So my <laughs> issue with summoning when I played because summoning is what actually made me quit back in the day. I hated the skill, and not because of how you trained it, but because how it changed the game. I thought fundamentally, I did not like how. Uh, the pets interacted with skilling and with bossing and, you know, just everything about the game. And so they make this big thing where they say, you know, we realize that summoning 
was unfun because its gameplay loop is runecrafting. Which is funny because they, they're just admitting that runecraft has a terrible gameplay loop, but that's besides the point. Um, so they say that it's not like runecraft, it, there's no getting charms, uh, and we want it to feel different. And also, instead of the summons being temporary, they are permanent pets that you tame and then you befriend them and they hang around and you get XP by interacting with them. That's cool. Um, but my issue was the, you know, how they interact with the rest of the game. So the core gameplay loop is that you domesticate a creature in the open world, care for it, providing it with food, home, and enriching activities, and you train and level your new friend. Um, they propose uh, that you can give it its favorite foods or uh, do activities with it, and you'll get XP for doing so. And they don't want it to be like taming a cat, where you have to constantly interact with it and it's time-gated. You can, you know, keep doing stuff with your with your tamed buddy and keep getting XP. And they have a really cute picture of it um, with a, a Bob bot, you know, playing with a bear and a dog and a, you know, trying to yank Roger, the, the crocodile. It's a classic, dude. I, I do quite like that art. It, it's very cute art. And honestly, I can see the appeal in it. Um, and yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna interject here. For both of these two skills, I very much like the theming of them. Yeah. But as we will probably discuss soon here, I'm not the hugest fan of the mechanics. Yeah. So the reward space they leave it really vague. Um. They say that like maybe you can unlock new skilling methods or new areas, um, or that they can do stuff for you doesn't really say much else than that um and in the the infographic once again made by uh general tractor and Volcaban, uh the the core of it is you know once again saying hey we're not making summoning 2.0 but then they go on to say that like the rewards are that you will uh you know get new areas, new skilling methods. And they don't really expand on that because the... I'm sorry, one second. There's a cat outside my door. Meow. Papa, fuck off. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Papa decided he wanted to angrily meow out to my door. Tony, man, just tell him you're gaming. He'll understand. <laughs> yeah, Um. so... So, uh, taming makes this like explicit like statement like we do not want this to be summoning and by making the statement when they get to like what rewards you get out of this it's really limited because it's gonna be summoning man it's, yeah. I'm just it's gonna be summoning you have a guy following you he's gonna give you certain benefits when you have certain guys mm -hmm. following you yeah, like, the and I don't want to constantly have to micromanage which guy is following me and, like, level up certain guys at certain stages mm -hmm. of my account so that they can give me certain benefits. I love the idea of being able to tame a dragon. Yeah, it's cool. That sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. But gameplay-wise, I don't think it's going to be that fun. Because, like... Like, am I going to have to figure out which tamed creature I'm going to bring into my PVM content? Like, a 
this raid, I'm going to bring in my dragon, but then I want to switch to fletching, so I need to go grab my, like, squirrel or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they have a picture of, like, a guy training hunter with a dragon. And it's like, okay, so... Yeah, that, that image is on my screen. Yeah, am I going to have to do taming to get a dragon to be able to do the best hunter method now? Like, it has the artisan problem, which was an, an older skill pitch, where you would talk to someone, like, you know, similar to a Slayer Master, you'd talk to an artisan guild master, and he'd say, go fletch me, you know, 30 U longbows. And then you'd do that, and you'd get artisan XP as well as the, the fletching XP. But, you know, that essentially means you have to do artisan if you want to skill. Just like if you want to do uh, combat, you probably have to be doing it via Slayer. And taming to me sounds like you will have to do taming if you want to do this skill. And, you know, we haven't gotten to it yet, but in the the next blog where they talk about, um, you know, kind of expand on the, the skilling stuff, they released it three days later. Uh, they talk about like explicitly like we don't want these skills to feel like you know we don't want these to be FOMO skills you know where you feel like you're missing mandatory. out mandatory yeah they're not mandatory but they've kind of designed themselves into a corner here the I, I love the theming of taming I love the idea of having a dragon mm-hmm. um, minor side note this is not my major major issue with taming. What about regular pets in the game right now? They what happened? I assume nothing happens to them, but can I have a tamed creature and a pet following me at the same time? So they actually get into this kind of bullshit. If I can't uh, blog, um, I guess we kind of have to intermingle these two blogs together. Um, yeah, I haven't read the the other one literally at all yet. So yeah, so they talk about um, can we reskin existing pets? What happens to existing pets? And they say that, like, they want them to coexist. And the way they might go about this is, like, maybe if you have a wolf with you and your pet, you know, your pet will still follow you like it normally does, but maybe your wolf will use smart AI and kind of, like, walk around the area. Or it will, you know, stand next to you kind of guarding by your side. I mean, once again, that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. I I love that idea, you know. But just the, the mechanical benefits of tamed creatures like I, I there's a, i'm looking at a picture right now of a bob bot being flown around by a raven yeah i my my online persona is bird facts i want that that looks great but if i'm constantly having to swap out my bird for other things that's bullshit mm-hmm. i want to have a bird all the time yeah if like they so they on that same section of the infographic they have uh what looks like a boar looking in an herb patch, the guy flying around with a raven, and then a bob bot explicitly getting agility XP for helping a wolf jump over an obstacle. So if I want to do agility with my wolf, and then like my herb timer goes off, you know, every what is it, forty minutes or something? That uh, hour. Every hour, you know, every hour do I have to then go grab my boar to go do my herb run? Like that seems kind of yeah. annoying. I would I would love to see them flesh this skill out more, mm-hmm. but I worry that it is just going to turn into summoning int. Yeah, M- maybe down the down the road, you know, a year or two later, when we're proposing our second new skill, you know, we can 
yeah, revisit I, this I idea. I love the theming of this. It, I like I said, love the idea of going out tra- taming a dragon and just like riding on a dragon. That'd be sick. But I, I, I really do wish that they had emphasized more what these unique interactions and companionship benefits mm. are. Yeah, because it's it's very much a nothing burger right now. Yeah, with uh, sailing, they kind of had explicit like you know these are what you get out of this in the rewards. Like you unlock new areas, you get new areas to do content, and well, actually no, now that I'm thinking about it, that's exactly what they're saying with taming too. Yeah, it's it's I, I was about to say that's still not even that true. Yeah, but the the reason it feels like the sailing reward space it makes more sense with is because it's a lot easier to make up your own ideas Mm -hmm. of what sailing's benefits could be like i don't think they talk about charter ships at all in the initial pitch yeah but i just came up with the idea of oh sailing is now a theoretical great alternative to i'm just gonna sail myself to where i want to be yeah and in the the next blog as well they talk about like you know we came up with like you know a potential underwater raids four as like yeah. an idea. So, and like, there's a lot of design sailing space. as a skill requirement to get to raids four is not an unprecedented idea. Mm-hmm. You must complete a quest in order to get to raids three, and also you must complete a bunch of quests to get to raids two. Yeah, and technically you have to complete a guest a quest to get to raids one you because just, you have to go to Zaya. You can go to Zaya without but, the quest. Yeah, you, I don't even think you... It, it's just talking to the but guy. But it's not unheard of for, like, specific skill requirements, mm-hmm. like skilling, not just combat, but skilling requirements to get to the raids. Yeah, so. I, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to, to lock a, a raid behind. I think that's enough about uh, taming. I almost call it summoning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they made such a, a a big thing about it not being summoning, but, you yeah. know. It just... It feels like even if it isn't similar to summoning right now in their heads, just because of the history of this game, perhaps it's it might just be my narrow mindedness. Maybe I just can't think of ways that taming would be different from summoning just because mm-hmm. I know too much, you know, and, and think too much of summoning. But it, it just yeah. feels too similar. I mean, I like I can understand how the core gameplay loop is going to feel very different and I can appreciate that. But when I'm looking at these new skills, I'm more caring about, like, how this is going to... What do they add to the game? Yeah, what does this add to the game? How does it impact it? Because they could add, you know, uh, the taming as a mini game, right? And you still have that gameplay loop. I, that doesn't matter. What matters is is what you get out of doing that gameplay loop. Yeah, and admittedly, I I have become less and less fond of the mini game argument of oh, this skill could just be a mini game, because I feel like when you boil it down, a lot of skills could be mini games. That's true. I think what they makes could a be. skill a skill and not a mini game is the ability to do it anywhere in the game world, right? Okay, yeah, I can agree if, with that. If woodcutting was limited to just the woodcutting guild, and you could only chop down trees there, and every other tree was cosmetic. Yeah, every other tree was just a static object. Mm-hmm. Like in Prif Dennis. Hey, that's not true. There are uh, Most trees can be cut down in Prif Dennis, just not like the really big ones. Okay, well, some places have more cosmetic trees than others. Um, it's true. Uh, I think the the Shazian rework has a lot of cosmetic trees. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here at Priftbank right now. The only trees you're not allowed to cut down are like the huge load-bearing trees. Okay. Well, yeah. But it, it, the point still stands. If woodcutting was point, limited yeah, to an stands. area... If all of them... If all these trees in Prifdinus were just cosmetics mm-hmm. and all the trees everywhere were just cosmetic, woodcutting would be basically... Yeah, and I think that's why it's important that sailing is an overworld thing. It's not instanced. Because then that distinguishes it from a minigame. I can agree, yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are instanced uh, or limited to specific areas, shamanism is the next skill. Shamanism. This initially was my favorite of the three but i think that's once again very well themed skill Mm -hmm. love the the theming the name people aren't too fond of but they talked about the other potential names and when they when they laid it out in this way um which i'll send to you right now bird the names there's not a lot of great ones and they wanted to avoid having crafting or craft in the name uh, because then people would think that uh, the skill was, you know, some sort of uh, viable production skill, which it isn't. And they didn't want druidism or ritualism because then it would be too close to herb lore. Hey, yo, when we hitting up the biology skill, though? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a funny one. Um, <laughs> Biomancy, I think, would be kind of a cool name for it. Oh, yeah, that's a sick... I'm not sure it describes what this skill pitch is, but Biomancy just sounds sick. Mysticism would also be a good name, I think. Uh, But, yeah, they're looking for feedback on this, so, you know, feel free to hop in the Discord or or reply to the survey. I, I would probably agree with them, though. This skill pitch does seem very difficult to name. Mm-hmm. I think Shamanism is a great placeholder name for this kind of theme and this skill, but yeah. I, I, I would also agree with the feedback that, yeah, it's kind of, eh, it's not great. So. so what they're proposing is a skill in which you use the power of nature to perform rituals. And you'll gather components, perform rituals, infuse objects with the magic of the spirit realm, and create powerful items like tiki's totems in, ooh, this is a word I've never tried to pronounce before. Pol- Polvises? Uh, let me find it. Where is it? It's uh, in the first mm-hmm. section, just under the picture. Poultice. Poultices. Oh, yeah, I have no idea what that word is either. <laughs> uh, and augment your own equipment with powerful new effects. Poultice, by the way, is a soft, moist, massive material, typically of what's plant the, what's the flower. What's the entomology of that word? Where'd that, where'd that word come from? Uh, the etymology... Is that, some, is that some British shit? Let's find out. It's Latin. It comes from Middle English. Okay. Late Middle English. Because notably, sepulchre was another word that I'd never fucking heard of in my life mm-hmm. until Hallowed Sepulchre came out. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of weird words that I know now because of RuneScape. Yeah, I mean, it definitely introduces you to a lot of British English and, like, uh, words as well that are typically used in, like, earlier English. Uh, it's like how... <laughs> side tangent. Mm-hmm. It's like how... Um, I, we've, we've talked about this before. I think you spell color with a U. Yeah. Because of growing up with RuneScape. I, I, you fucking weirdo. I spell things the, the British way. I spell armor. I can't as well. say that I picked that up, but it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did I did become aware that that was an option of how to spell these words because of RuneScape. 
yeah i started playing runescape um in 2006 when i was in uh middle school so like a lot of my spelling <laughs> came from from playing runescape um it it definitely had a huge impact yeah i started playing runescape at a very young age or i guess i would have been in elementary school actually yeah I, I i definitely played runescape in elementary school yeah but then stopped and didn't come back until like late middle school and then i was like an actual gamer mm-hmm. and knew what i was doing so I, ha- I had both the 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 typical runescape experience of logging in not knowing what you're doing just kind of like socializing with people and maybe like fishing or something and then when i came back i like played the game more akin to how we play the game nowadays but still kind of in that weird like i don't know how to be efficient realm yeah Anyways, shamanism. Yeah, so let's go back to that. The core gameplay loop is that you're gonna forage for components throughout the world. You're then going to go to these disturbed sites to gather spiritual components. You're gonna draw a ritual circle, and you can do this anywhere. And then you can create sh- uh, shamanic items through these rituals. And as you level up your shamanism you'll be able to access more rituals and you'll be able to go into the spirit realm. That sounds cool. I like yes. paranormal stuff and ghosts. I've always had a fascination with it. You know, it's not something I think is real, but like I really like that as like a concept to play around with. And so it reminds me I play a lot of uh Destiny 2. It kind of reminds me of the the ascendant plane. They talk about a lot of interesting uh ways that you can use the rewards this is the first one that actually has like kind of concrete rewards yeah um and, and this has gotten some people kind of worked up and so i didn't initially see like when i read through this i didn't realize what they were actually proposing for the rewards so the first half is is i'm fine with and most people i think are probably fine with it um you're going to be able to create um different items that provide different utility and they kind of are vague on this um but you know it'll be like support items that will help you do other stuff and most people are fine with that the thing that people don't like is that you'll be able to augment your equipment with stat improvements or uh changing your damage type or making your tools more efficient and People don't really like the idea that to do high-level PVM, you're going to have to get 99 shamanism to get like the best enchant on an item. Yeah, it's, it's enchantments. Mm-hmm. That's the problem that I have. Is One of the things I never liked about WoW is you would get your X piece of gear that was very good, but it's actually not as good as it can be. Now you need to go through the fucking arduous process of enchanting it and like putting an enchant on it that you like and there are like a list of good enchants that you can put on it yeah and you have to figure out which one is like the best for you or in what situation i don't i i I, to be clear this is not precisely that but i never liked that about wow when you got something you weren't done yet you needed to go enchant it i like that in runescape when i get an armadillo chest piece. I have it now. Mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, you know, 
immediately we muddy the waters with things like broken torva and fortified masoria but that's a recent change and there's good reasoning behind why you know yeah it's like that i think masori is definitely better than torva because masori has the unfortified version yeah and you can still use still it usable mm-hmm. and both of those make sense why they're doing them they're doing them from a perspective of okay we need to it, this is like essentially an upgrade to a prior tier of armor. yeah if if it's Masori not really the same way as like was simply better than armadil with no need to fortify it then you would never kill armadil again in your life and nobody ever yeah would. the armor would just become TOA's, especially since toa is so accessible mm-hmm. the most accessible raid in the game by far yeah easily easier than some uh solo pvm content now obviously if it is easier than some of that solo pvm content you're probably doing it at low invos and you're unlikely to get a drop but still yeah, well we're just talking about getting into it you know yeah but this is different than that this is okay well now theoretically every single item in the entire game is not good enough anymore now you can do this skill to make them better and i don't like that personally yeah and they, and they talk about in the um the the q a that they did uh the the next blog they talk about uh a potential way of not making this an iron man skill and also not making you forced to get 99 shamanism to do the end game content they talk about you know they don't want this to be fomo content uh maybe you can buy from another player a tradable version of the enchantment that you need and it will degrade which people don't like degrading things. And also, that doesn't yeah. really help Iron Man. No, that does not help me. And that's that's where I'm coming from, is the perspective of an Iron Man. I feel like this is especially abrasive to the Iron Man gameplay, which, to be clear, the game should not be built for Iron Man. Well, by Iron Man gameplay, I mean the way shamanism is yeah. proposed is that you, it's not a tradable skill. Untradable stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. You will have to gather your own stuff. Even if it is tradable, for example, like let's say the enchantments aren't enchantments. They're like oils that you put on your weapons, mm-hmm. right? And those can be tradable and you can put them on your weapons. And now it does like plus four slash accuracy. I don't know. I don't care. Even if it is that, as an Iron Man, I have to make that myself. And like I said, the yeah. game should be made for Iron Man. But even still, that just it's, it's a consideration that they should have. It should not be at the forefront of their considerations. But it, it does kind of suck. Yeah. And... Now that we've like gone over all three of the skills, I think sailing is the only one of the two that inherently doesn't impact the entire rest of the game. Yeah. Right? It feels both isolated in its own world, mm-hmm. yet also still connected to the world and can be done theoretically well, not anywhere but you know it feels like it can be a, a, a large portion of the world yeah. it's not mini game that it's like you know in one instance it is the entire gilinor ocean yeah and so sailing i think is my favorite but it's interesting seeing the the wider community consensus shamanism seems like the community favorite right now that's weird yeah and i think they most people are coming to the same conclusion that i did um upon initial reading of this sounds cool as hell i want to go talk to ghosts and then they're kind of missing you know the forest for the trees they're not seeing the yeah 
they're not seeing the wider picture of what you actually get from this skill, which is enchants. Yeah, I'm not like I I was reading the pitch and I was like, wow, this sounds cool. Yeah, but I didn't. I skimmed through this on the day that it was released. I skimmed through it so fast. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, okay, shamanism. This sounds cool. And as I was skimming through it, I saw enchants and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So then I stopped and like read through it. I was like, hold on a second here. I would really like this skill if they went back through and came up with different rewards. But what are the rewards for this, right? Well, so you can have some. Here's your options, right? You can make enchantments. You could make, what, potions? We already have potions in the game. So This is the same problem I have with teas from forestry. So just looking at, we the, have at the pictures, I kind of got an idea. You've played Minecraft. We've all played Minecraft. Yeah, played you know, Minecraft. You know a totem of undying? Boom. Yeah. Totem of undying. Something you can have in your inventory. If you'd fall to zero hit points, instead, you get <sighs> healed as if you had a phoenix necklace on. You know? Different, like little effects like that that you can have in your inventory they take up an inventory slot so you know they they have some sort of cost to use you had to make them they had to be in your inventory but you know they have effects like that where you you might be able to to survive where you wouldn't otherwise um and you know maybe that would be a really high level thing because being able to survive something that would normally kill you that's pretty strong yeah but you know you can have things like that or um, the thing I, I worry about that one is, I don't know, the, the, the balancing of that definitely sounds concerning uh, for that particular item, but I'm not going to go into it because, you know, this is just us throwing pitches at the yeah. wall of what this could possibly have. I so. mean, maybe it could just simply function like a phoenix necklace where you have to be within that, you know, 10%, 20% or whatever it is threshold for it to go yeah. off. You can't just go from, you know, 99 to zero and somehow survive so it wouldn't be usable in like say jad or something jad or zuck yeah but you know they could also have like you know they've been trying to push out uh like campfires you know they, they had it originally in the pitch for making friends with my arm and then they have it now with uh forestry i don't know if it i don't think it passed in forestry i can't remember yeah i, I didn't pay attention i think i voted no just because the reason i voted no in that one is because in the making friends with my arm vote it was very specific what campfires were going to do and had i been voting at that time i probably would have voted yes to those honestly those didn't pass i think partially because it was of a different time there were a couple of them that weren't great but it was very specific about where they were and what they would do say again what's the threshold nowadays for polls 75 i believe okay so campfires narrowly failed Hey, editing Spari with a quick correction. In October 2022, it was changed so polls only need a 70% yes vote to pass. So what we talk about in the next bit is incorrect, but I'm leaving this in to keep the flow of the conversation. Back to the podcast. Um, But maybe with shamanism, you could make a ritual. And you place a ritual down. Yeah, you could have like a ritual circle. Like the, mm-hmm. the picture of that guy that has like a totem that has like a home teleport animation around it. Yeah. Instead of a campfire, maybe it's like a, a spirit thing mm-hmm. that buffs nearby. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and you know maybe it restores your run energy when you run through it, or or like incense. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of that there too. That that's a good one. I should have a. I should be able to have a backpack that I can put incense on that buffs nearby <laughs> players. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
I, I think there's a lot of, like, niche little buff ideas you could get from shamanism that wouldn't ex- impact, like, oh. XP rates, you know? And one, yeah, one of the things I actually really liked um, going to uh, Ruinous Prayers was the prayer that makes you eat delay um, one tick faster, so you can eat food faster. Yeah. It does not change your action delay, but it just changes your eat delay. I thought that was cool. That was a, an interesting idea. Yeah, maybe they It'd be could... cool if you could have, like, an incense you could burn mm-hmm. that, like reduces eat delay or maybe even reduces action delay that would probably be really powerful but it would be cool yeah you know they're they're they could implement a lot of like skilling and um minor combat changes via this i think there's a lot of room for this and so i might still vote for shamanism because of that you know yeah if, if the reward space is looked at because we still as a community have the power to to fill out the survey and you know give jagex these ideas or go into the discord and and discuss these ideas with jagex yeah i i definitely agree with that um it's it's got a lot of potential here but the current reward space is just not it chief yeah i i don't like what they're currently proposing but what it could be i think is very good I think there's definitely some some cool ideas to be had, but for me, I'm I'm probably gonna be voting sailing. Yeah, that's fair. Partially because I think it has the most like reasonable method at which to be a skill in the game at this point, but also just because of how legendary sailing is within the RuneScape community. Having it be in the game and be actually good would just be so cool yeah uh, i i think that's well well put and i think if, that's if they had like they, like like we said if if they had a different ward space for shamanism and maybe a, a little bit more specificity with mm-hmm. how taming was different than uh summoning i would be more convinced for either of those yeah but for me sailing is the safest bet yeah, sailing and... is definitely the safest bet here, with shamanism being a close uh, second for me, um, and then taming being far below that. And if you chose something else, that's okay. Yeah. I think all three of these pitches are cool. They're all solid. All of them, they're all they're all clearly inspired. They clearly care about all three of these designs. Mm-hmm. They clearly thought about all three of these designs. Um. The theming, like I said, for all of them is great. I love the idea of having an animal animal companion. I love the idea of the spirit realm and all these rituals and stuff. And I love the idea of having my own ship and going to all these cool places. Yeah, I think they all feel very old school as well. Um, they'd fit in with the world and the lore. And I I can't see any like huge major issues with any of these that would, you know, like, I wouldn't be upset if taming was added, or I wouldn't be upset if shamanism or... Uh, I might be upset if taming was added, depending on how different it was to summoning. But, yeah. once again, this is not the final stage of the yeah, process. It'll be, it'll be refined. Probably brings us back up to the top of this blog, where there is a, a large, there's still a large, large bit to go here. We're at stage three skill pitches. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to stage four with one of these skill pitches that we will vote on probably next week. I don't remember when. 
um, the one that gets the most votes is going to be more and more fleshed out, and then they are going to pull it again. Then if it passes, it will be like they're going for it. They're going to have a beta. Yeah. They're going to let us do stuff, you know. But and, if it doesn't pass in locking in, we're going back to this stage, you know. It, yeah. We're going back to, okay, do we rework sailing more, or do you want us to try something different? And we can, you know, jump ship at any point and uh, say that we don't like, you know, where this skill is going or we don't like any of these ideas and go back to the drawing board. Jump ship quite literally if we are uh, mm. pulling for sailing. Yeah. Um, I think moving on to the next blog, uh, this is, you know, n nothing too, you know, this doesn't impact gameplay, but they are doing the Jagex accounts beta. Uh, oh, yeah, this. You can log into the old school RuneScape website and see if you've been uh, invited to it and migrate your account to the Jagex login system. Um, you'll have 2FA, big guys. email login, and your password will be case sensitive for once. Yeah, I was about to say. With special characters. Finally. We can put special characters and capital letters in our passwords. And also, um, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, one of the things you can do with the Jagex account is you will have all of your RuneScape accounts linked to the same email. Yes. So your Jagex account is no longer just like, okay, my old school account is this account. That's it. No, now your RuneScape accounts can all be tied to the same Jagex account, which is cool. Yeah, and you can still log um, in if you use... to multiple accounts at the same time under the Jagex account system. Yep. That Everything and will stay the same with that. It's, if you use the Jagex launcher right now, which if you don't, what are you doing? Mm. Go get it. You can still play RuneLite through the Jagex launcher, and you can log in th through your multiple uh, accounts if you have more than one RuneScape account. And you can just select a dropdown, select which account you want to play on, and hit launch. And it'll launch RuneLite, and you don't even need to type in your password once you get in. You just hit play. It's been so long since I've typed in my password. It is so nice. Yes. Very, very nice. Um, and that's how this system is going to work. You're just going to be able to have all of your RuneScape accounts tied to this one Jagex account, which is super cool. Multifactor is going to be more secure. On the back end, they say they are doing a lot of, you know, work to make sure that um, the, the hacketing that ha occurs very frequently in this game, it seems, mm -hmm. uh, will hopefully occur less because of more up-to-date security standards that aren't from a spaghetti code game from so 2007. My conspiracy theory, real quick, is that, oh, you know, there was the, the case of a former JMod that went rogue and, you know, hacked people's accounts. I think that was a special case. I think nowadays... Most people that get hacked just don't have a secure email. I, I think for the large part that's true. Um, I think a lot of the time it is on the people that get hacked, but I don't think that's 100% true. I I'm think that blaming. There, yeah, the, I think that there is definitely some problems with the Jagex current security methods. Yeah, for sure. Um, I believe I, I can't point out any stories specifically, but I am fairly confident that there have been some issues that have been entirely on Jagex because their security system is just kind of old and not good. Yeah, it should definitely and be improved. Better, but yeah, but a lot of cases are just well, 
your password was the same yeah. in 10 different places and somebody got it from one website and then went to runescape and was like oh look it's the same password and they don't have multi-factor i have this account now yeah if if you don't have 2fa on your runescape account and on your email do that right now that is the best way do it on your email oh my god it is secure your email account. your email Please. is the keys to the kingdom for every single account that you have anywhere if you do not have your email secure I will go to a website and request to reset your password if, you know, in a hypothetical universe where I have your email. I don't have it, but I'm pretending like I do right now. I'm just going to go to one of your websites that you log into and request to change your password. Boom. I'm in, buddy. Yeah. And once someone has your email, Secure too, your email right now. they can forward all future emails to another email. And even if you get your stuff back, they'll just rehack you. That account is gone. Yeah, so be very, very careful with your email account and make sure it is well secured. Mm -hmm. This is not fear-mongering. Just please do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think now we should move on to a break. Uh, I agree. This episode of Gothic's Rest is sponsored by the Black Hat Hackers. We're going to steal your gold, whether you like it or not. Pay us money. I'm going to log into your email account, and I'm going to change your password. And then I'm going to log in your RuneScape account, and I am going to request to turn off your PIN. Even if you have a bank PIN, I'm getting your money. We're also sponsored by RuneScape 3. This is not summoning, we swear. Boy howdy, I sure do love microtransactions. Welcome back from the break. Wow. So, Bird Facts, Hello. what are you drinking today? I am a big proponent of good old-fashioned water. Yeah, that would probably be a trend of, of what you're drinking. That's pretty uh, much all I drink. Um, yeah. I'm not a big drink drinker i don't do alcohol i don't really do mixed mm. drinks i don't do mixed drinks not even drink alcoholic caffeine. mixed drinks i mean like literally just like you know mm. anything like lemon I, I the most i go for is like a lemonade or like an orange juice see but even that's rare for me that's like yeah. sometimes if i'm having a breakfast that's like especially unique i'll be like you know what i'm having some orange juice with this i but, mean that's a great way to cut calories out of your diet you know uh, yeah, a, a large source of sugars and calories that people consume comes from their beverages. And water's great. Uh, it's refreshing. Doesn't really mm -hmm. taste like much, but if you really need it to taste like something, I've heard there's some some pretty good water flavor -er things. Yeah, I have a uh, a Mia Pod thing that I yeah, I've heard uh, those are nice. That I like using. But I'm I'm just um, a water fan. I just like water. Water's good. I'm currently drinking uh, some hard cider from a growler that I got from the local bar. Nice. Uh, needed to finish this off for a little while now, so figured now is a good time. But during the first segment, I was drinking myself a, a nice iced latte. Nice. Delicious. Mm -hmm. I do hate coffee. Not. I, I mean, that's that's probably. I, I think most people would say coffee is an acquired taste. It certainly is. Um, and I haven't acquired it and don't have any plans to. 
Um, I, I think part of the the problem a lot of people have with coffee too, though, is they drink uh, not great coffee. You know, they go to their favorite uh, local mermaid coffee store and they <laughs> uh, will purchase you know whatever uh, iced uh, caramel frappuccino or whatever, and they use some shitty coffee beans. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't know. Um, there's a reason most people that get uh, mermaid coffee tend to get a lot of sweeteners in it. Um, yeah. Sweeteners and flavorings. Because the, the base coffee isn't very good. It's very dark roast. It's not uh, very high quality. I'm a big coffee snob, so... Hang on. I, I, I like some good coffee. There's, there's someone in-game. I, of course, am playing RuneScape right now, doing a little bit of fletching. Uh, and someone yeah, I'm has doing just... some crafting here. Someone has just requested uh, a bird fact of me. Um, me, of course, being named Bird Facts. Um, I do offer mm -hmm. uh, bird facts. Uh, if you see me in game, feel free to ask. I will most likely give you a bird fact. Uh, I use my group iron account is Bird Facts TM, but I also have the Bird Facts R and Bird Facts C accounts. Yep, I just have the the one account that I play on primarily. Uh, just Spari. It's uh, my main account. Working towards maxing this year, so uh, I do have some other accounts, but they've kind of been uh, set aside because I don't really enjoy playing them all too much. But uh, you had uh, some topics for us for the second segment here. Yes, I, I do. Sorry, a, I'm still, I'm a still boss typing, concept. typing this, this bird fact. Did you get okay. speaking of bird facts? Did you guys know that the average hummingbird weighs around four grams? There's a specific breed called the bee hummingbird, which is closer to one point six grams, which is less than the weight of a penny. Tiny. They're very small. To think that like birds evolved from dinosaurs, and they went from dinosaur-sized all the way down to you know smaller than a penny. Yep. Big old pterodactyl boys, all the way down to. Tiny little hummingbirds. Mm -hmm. But we've still got some big birds. If you've ever seen uh, a cassowary, that's... Uh, oh, yeah. Those guys are big. I mean, if you see one of those, you'll know that they came from dinosaurs. Yeah, those guys look like dinosaurs. But yeah. um, uh, also big bird, uh, harpy eagle. Those guys are huge, huge birds. Yeah, absolutely massive. And weird looking, too. I really like the way they look. They're fierce as hell. Love it. Anyways, um, as for more RuneScape-related topics, uh, earlier on, in at the towards the beginning of the show, uh, we were talking about the fact that Slayer um, kind of sucks at early levels. It really does, early on. Um, yeah, by, by kind of sucks, I, of course, mean it, it really sucks. Um, and I would love to see... We, I know it, it's been a while. Um, but the game used to just get Slayer updates all the time. That was yeah, when, a lot of what the game had. When we first started back in 2018, there was a meme that every update was a Slayer update. It was always Slayer, baby. Mm -hmm. And it was all the time. And so maybe that's it's a, a remnant of the fact that that was the thing when I started. And so I always feel like, oh, well, they have to avoid Slayer updates because that's all they do. That's not really anywhere close to true anymore. It's been a while since we've had a, a Slayer update. Yeah, it's been it's been quite some time. And 
I forget who I was talking to. There's someone in uh, uh, the Petscape, but uh, it might have been Elephant. Um, but talking about how the leaf-bladed axe is, you know, it's it's pretty iconic. So it's it's a weapon that exists, uh, and you got to use it for um, Taras and Karasks. But it's five mm-hmm. tick. Still what pretty if? powerful, even at five tick, though. Still a pretty powerful weapon, even outside of, um, yeah. outside of on task and at you know Taras or Karasks, since they're mm-hmm. uh, especially weak to it. But I was wondering, what if we got like a little Kurask boss, and what if we could get like an attachment that made it four tick? Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that just be Wouldn't that just be quirky? That that would be kind of quirky, um, and that would kind of make early Slayer a little bit better. I mean, at that point that you can kill Kurasks, you're at seventy Slayer, so it's not like super early on. But I would like to see more slayer bosses implemented for like the early game yeah because realistically i as we also spoke about in the, the beginning of the podcast i recently made it to 87 slayer kraken mm-hmm. is like the first slayer boss you can do at well, 87 you have garg boss at 70 oh that's true i suppose that's true um i did do a little garg boss somewhat and recently but you unlock sire at at 85 yeah, but, but I don't want to do Sire. <laughs> yeah, Sire Sire is kind of stinky. So I, I would argue that, um, at least for Iron Man, and possibly for Mains as well, by the time you unlock Sire, you're probably not ready to do Sire yet. No. Sire is one of those bosses that is really frustrating up until the point where you have nearly maxed gear, and then it becomes really easy. Yeah. And that's just because of the final phase. Yeah, I personally have not fought the boss, but I I am vaguely aware of how it functions. And yeah, that final phase is just like, wow, I love having to deal enough damage in this randomly generated damage game. Yeah, the the way it works is um, you'll be teleported away from, or uh, you'll be teleported towards the boss. Then you have to run away from it before it does a bunch of damage and explodes. And a bunch of minions are going to spawn in, and they're going to start evolving. And you have to kill them before they evolve uh, too much. Otherwise, they're going to do a lot of damage to you really quickly. So a lot of people will either uh, I see Halley. I don't know if DDS is better. It might be. Or they'll claw spec. Or uh, they'll venge the explosion. Um, or even Void Waker, I imagine, nowadays. Yeah, I imagine Void Waker would work. Um I know that's like but, useful basically everywhere clause is useful, so Yeah, you just do a big spec and you try to finish off the boss before before it kills you. And uh if you don't have a good spec weapon, it's kind of just RNG if you live or not, it feels. Yeah. I have really only ever done the high level slayer bosses in leagues. Um, mm-hmm. because I haven't like this is my my new group iron is the highest Slayer level I've ever been in my life. I made it to eighty eight today, uh, while finishing up a second Slayer task. This is the highest Slayer I've ever been. So, um, on main game at least, uh, I've only ever done like I didn't do Sire because I didn't want to do Sire because it sounded terrible. But I did do yeah. a little bit of Cerberus and quite a bit of Hydra, 
Um, and Cerberus, in my opinion, awful. I hated that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Cerberus is also a boss that I don't think is super fun. The thing I hate the most about Cerberus is the ghosts. Yeah. Why do you get punished no matter what you do? If you pray right, you lose a ton of prayer. If you pray wrong, you eat shit. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, it's either you take a ton of damage or you lose all your prayer points. That even extends to Gargboss, because Gargboss, for the the thing where Dawn threw out the orbs, either Dawn yeah. healed or you took a shit ton of damage Yeah, by trying to pick it, up the orbs. In an older version of the fight, uh, before they changed it, picking up the orbs dealt damage to you. And it was like and not a small longer, amount of damage. The longer the orbs sat, the more damage you took. And oftentimes it was impossible to grab all the orbs before they just uh, just shred you. Yeah. And And so what high level players would do is they'd have uh, dragon darts in their blowpipe pre blowpipe nerf and would just try to out DPS uh, the phase before destroy her before she'd get healed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that wouldn't always work. But even if it didn't work, it was probably still better to, mm-hmm. you know, not pick just up the orbs again. and take a bunch of damage and instead just deal through the damage that she got healed for. Yeah. So I, I feel like that was probably that's probably a a design concept of an older time is just bosses just punishing you no matter what. And we haven't had a new Slayer boss for a long time, so we don't know what a new Slayer boss would yeah. look like. It Hydra would probably look closer to Muspa or something. Hydra's, Hydra's about as close as we have, and Hydra I didn't mind too much. Hydra didn't feel as terrible. Um, yeah. There's still some, some oddities with Hydra, but Hydra was a lot more mechanic-heavy and a lot more avoidable, it felt. Yeah, if you do Hydra properly, you take basically no damage the entire time. And Hydra also tells you what attack style he's using nowadays. He has mm-hmm. animations for when he switches styles now, so you don't even have to count, which is great. I personally voted no when they said that they were going to change Hydra to do uh, the animations because I was like, and I think you're that's wrong. Like, it was like Hydra's only mechanic. The rest of the mechanics were pretty easy, in my opinion. Yeah. So, but I mean, it was one that I voted no to, but wasn't that adamant about. If it passed, I wasn't going to be too upset because. I'm a big fan of audio and visual notifiers for when bosses are doing something. I like reactionary gameplay. Yeah, I think if they were to make um, the Slayer bosses nowadays, they'd be a lot different. Oh, yeah. Um, Kraken wouldn't be AFK. They'd probably fix it. Uh, yeah. But the the boss has been in the game for so long. that That's just how it is. Yeah, I don't think Kraken's ever going to change. I think they're fine with where Kraken's at, especially with the drop table that Kraken mm-hmm. has nowadays. It's not nearly as impactful as it used to be, obviously barring Iron Man. But talking for the main game, you know, it's it's not as much of a pinnacle drop for, for mains. The fact that yeah. it is cheap allows people to get into pvm pretty early grab that trident you know just start mm-hmm. wailing away on stuff i think that balance yeah, and the is fact fine that the now. trident scales off of your magic level means that it's never going to be too powerful yeah. in the early game so that's probably fine where it's at i would like to see some new lower level slayer bosses implemented yeah and um, going back to the the karask boss like that would be i, I think a nice 
reintroduction to them adding Slayer bosses to the game, I think it'd be kind of cool. Making the Leaf-Bladed Axe four-tick probably maybe isn't a good idea, especially with Cudgel existing. Where does that leave the Cudgel? What role does it even have at that point? I don't know. Yeah, the Cudgel's already in a weird spot where you really don't use it anywhere unless you're a low-level account who doesn't have a lot of money that's trying to get into Seraphnus. So maybe they very quickly learn that the low-level boss is not very good for low-levels to kill. Hey, hear me out, all right? Maybe, mm-hmm. instead of just an attachment to the, the leaf-bladed axe that makes it four-tick, it's an attachment that also consumes a cudgel. Mm, I don't know how <laughs> you feel about that. <laughs> that feels yeah, very... It feels, it feels weird. Yeah. But it, it, even if you could just make the leaf bladed axe four tick, it it just leaves the cudgel in even an even weirder, obsolete spot. So I now, don't know. hear me out. Okay. Crawling hand boss. <laughs> when I when I was talking about how the fact that I wanted to crash boss, someone else told me the same thing. They're like, "Yo, crawling <laughs> hand boss guys." Yeah, just, you know, Master Hand. Master Hand. (laughs) (laughs) Have a giant hand you gotta fight. Um, It could, you know, uh, telegraph different attacks. A a big slam that hits the middle of the room. A a punch that winds up and goes across the room, kind of like how uh, Nightmare does. Um, You know, you don't really need much more mechanics than that. It's a level 5 Slayer monster, so, you know... Bada bing, bada boom, master hand boss. Maybe um, hands, uh, you know, maybe you get a key from it. So it's a, a sporadic thing, but I know people don't really like uh, bosses that require keys. So maybe you can just do it on a, a hand task. Yeah. Um, and I, I think another important thing here is is that theoretically, calling hand boss doesn't need to have like, some weird ass unique item to chase after no it could literally just be here's a boss you can fight it gives you some xp you know it just introduces you to mechanics and you know maybe it's like kraken where the drop table is like slight basically the same as the normal enemy but a little bit better yeah or you know maybe it could drop gloves of some kind that are you know uh, a low-level glove that's better than the leather gloves that player is probably wearing at that level. True. The only worry I have is, does it have a pet? Oh, absolutely. Because now I have to grind Turiel tasks or something <laughs> to get this stupid pet if I'm a pet hunter. But to be fair, the game should not be made around pet hunters. Pet hunters no. should just have to deal with it. That's what they signed up for. <laughs> but I mean... Think about how great it would be to have, you know... A crawling uh, hand pet would be really funny. Yeah, you know, the thing from the Adams Family. Or thing. Sorry, not the thing. Just thing. You know, just following you around. That would be quite humorous. I would love that. But, you know, there's a lot of other Slayer monsters that you could potentially give a boss. Terror Um, dogs at level 40? Yeah, that, that would be pretty funny. We we have because I'd like I think I'd like to see one kind of around the level forty range maybe because that's kind of yeah. where Slayer starts to get a little terrible 
uh, around 45, you get access to Infernal Mages, the worst Slayer task, like, ever. <laughs> I don't. I think I've literally killed them, like, once for something. Just terrible. Absolutely awful Slayer task. Maybe a Cockatrice yeah. boss could be cool. Yeah, a Cockatrice. boss. Yeah. Harpy bug boss, guys? Mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> that would be stupid. That was a joke. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, no, terror dogs, I think, could be a good option. You could have an infernal mage boss, so you, you know, if you get that terrible slayer task, you go kill the, the infernal mage boss that, you know, might have some mechanics. You know, I like the idea of medium level slayer bosses that, like, do telegraphed attacks. I think that's a great way to, like, introduce, uh, the concept of there's a dark shadow on the ground do not stand there mm-hmm. you know t- the take boss a, is doing some... this thing and it always does mm-hmm. this thing after having done that thing yeah it's a good way to to introduce players to those concepts i'd actually really like to see a cockatrice boss but you know probably a pretty obvious bias there yeah you just want more bird pets yeah it'd be sick <laughs> <laughs> but also cockatrice in RuneScape is like severely underappreciated. I think. I wish that because I, I don't I don't know if I ever even killed a single cockatrice on this account even after having done early level Slayer. Like I never got that task. I don't think. I don't know if I have either. I think I. There has to be a reason I've killed them. Probably right. Mm. I think they have like decent medium glue chance. You know I can check my Slayer helm. It has a log on it. Yeah, the helm does. I was like going to go to my yeah, house. You had to check wear it the, though. The thing. I've killed zero cockatrice. <laughs> see. Uh, I can check infernal mages while I'm at it. I've, uh, I've also killed zero infernal mages. Forty-eight cockatrice. Hundred twenty-one crawling hands. Seventy-six infernal mages. What are those stupid things? I've killed three terror dogs, and I think you can guess where. <laughs> I've only killed one. How do you only kill one? There's you three only... in the quest. I don't think you have to kill them. Oh, do you not? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, I killed them. I think you need to kill one for a diary, but you can just run past them. Okay. Well, I think you yeah, only have I to kill, uh, <laughs> what's his face? Uh, Tarn. Uh, Tarn. I think you only have to kill yeah. him. And the terror dogs just kind of are there. Interesting. Maybe even a banshee boss. Banshees are kind of uh, yeah. Also, banshees are also cool. somewhat iconic. Uh, low level slayer monster. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool ideas you could do for low uh, low level slayer bosses. And you know, there's also ideas for non low level bosses because I think low levels just need more bosses. Yeah, um, but I I think the reason that they've struggled with this is often because, like, for example, with um, Bryophyta and Obor, I, I think they struggled with what they were going to drop, you know, to try and incentivize yeah. people to care. But I don't think that matters too much, you know? Well, think... it wasn't until recently that Bryophyta's essence became free-to-play for the, you know, boss yeah, that is that free-to-play. Yeah, that was dumb. That was the dumbest thing of all time. Yeah. God. I can't but I think the bigger that issue with Obor and Bryophyta is the fact that they're sporadic bosses yeah, that require keys. 
Mm-hmm. I I think that that's I think them being key gated is fine because they Briafeta specifically because that drop is actually like pretty useful and also a clue step item at this point. Um, yeah, when it was it first probably... implemented though, it wasn't a clue item. Yeah, but that item actually has a decent use case, saving nature runes. Obor's club. It's just kind of cool. Not well, a real use it's case. It's the best crush weapon in free to play. Oh wow, <laughs> amazing! Uh, dude. It, you know, it's it's on par with the best weapon in in free to play. Uh, the Isn't scimitar it five tick. Um, it might be. I Let recall me... it just being terrible. It's seven tick. Yeah, that. Yeah, there we go. Um. I mean, it's a it's a finishing weapon. It's a knockout weapon for free to play. I guess. Which you know, their their best option before that was a rune two H. So. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I think that. Um, and sorry, when part... I said it was a, when I said it was a crush version of a rune scimitar, I meant crush version of rune two H. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, I think. For new lower level slayer bosses, I don't, I don't think they necessarily need to have like some weird, nichely useful. No drop. I I agree. There could be something, but I think for the most part, just having the boss, having it have some mechanics, and maybe having it a slightly more expanded version of the drop table of the normal enemy, probably fine. Yeah, I agree. There needs to be there needs to be enough incentive there to get new players willing to do it. Um, beyond just like oh it's cool it needs to have like obviously some kind of incentive of like oh there is a slight benefit to doing this boss and possibly using some of my supplies to do this because you know if you're just killing crawling hands you don't really need any supplies theoretically at a boss you would probably maybe use some supplies so well if they do what i suggested where it's all telegraphed attacks theoretically you know even a new player could get to the point where they're taking zero damage i guess yeah and i think that that's where you'd want a boss like that to be uh otherwise you know they're it'll heavily incentivize new players not to do the boss yeah there, there needs to be some incentive there for them to actually do it it shouldn't be anything too crazy maybe it could have some kind of like low level side grade upgrade thing um mm-hmm. But there, I feel like there's not a whole lot of space in the lower level tiers, because oftentimes, as RuneScape yeah. players do, you just rush for like some of the higher leveled things, anyways. So yeah, you definitely have to be careful with upsetting the balance there. I definitely have to do some research on like what people that are killing crawling hands are usually using and what they could possibly upgrade into. But, like, you know, for Crawling Hands, like you said, maybe there could be some kind of, like, funny glove slot item. Or even literally just cosmetic items. Like, Mm -hmm. unique cosmetics from these bosses. And that would give them, theoretically, some kind of value. And then lower-level players could maybe get a little cash drop. I think some design space as well that they could potentially look into is low-level rings. That's true. What ring are you using at low levels? Until you get the Dagonoth rings. But at the same time, maybe the Dagonoth rings aren't that crazy. 
They're like no, plus they're not fours by default and then plus eights when imbued, mm. usually. Yeah, you could have these be like plus two rings. I guess, yeah. I don't know. You know, drop one of each style, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. I think there's definitely some space to be had there. It'd be cool to see it expanded. Um, more accessibility into getting into PBM is always good because I remember when I was a wee lad and I was a, basically a skiller. I did combat, but I never really did like Slayer or bossing or anything. I just like hit goblins mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> um, and I mostly just did skilling. But PBM is, I mean, love it or hate it, it's it's most of this game. So getting more yeah, players P- into the parts of the game that are most heavily invested in the development is probably a good thing. Yeah, PVM is like what most people play this game for. Like there are people that are skillers, it's true. Um but I'd say like the core audience of the game are here for like uh bossing and doing raids and you know eventually getting to the point where they can do that cuz that is the most fun and engaging content. And there's there's plenty of different ways of playing the game. A lot of people find fun in different ways, but yeah, I think it's as you said, basically just echoing that. It's the core audience is mostly interested in PVM updates, and that's why a lot of updates are PVM updates. Alright, did you have anything else uh you might want to talk about? I think you had some uh YouTube complaints maybe that you brought oh, up yeah. earlier. I want I, I I've got some beef. With the 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 some of the namestay creators of old school content, mm-hmm. neither of them are watching. But I am going to scream specifically well, at settled listening. and framed. Listening, I guess. Yeah, watching because I'll probably make a YouTube edit of this. But this is a podcast, so you're not really watching much. You're just watching possibly the po- the ability of me to edit whatever we're talking about onto the screen, so you have any amount of context at all. Um, yeah, and you'll be you'll have a subway surfer on the the bottom half, yep, and uh, and uh, Family Guy on the top half. Yep, and then I'll probably have like some like you know cutting soap satisfying video thing, or like the the things where mm-hmm. they like fill the the test tubes with different uh, density fluids so that they they go onto certain layers. That's a yeah, and you'll have right bold impact font in the middle of the screen with what we're saying. Yep, that's what we're talking about. Cool, I, cool, cool, cool. I will... If there is captions on this video, I am so sorry for future me. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I don't want to do that. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, I hate Settled and Framed. I don't actually. Whoa. I really like them. Uh, they're both great content Old claim creators. for the first episode of the podcast. <laughs> no, Framed is my single favorite uh, um, old school creator. Um, love that guy. He's funny as hell. I'd watch any content he makes. He doesn't need to make it on old school. I just think he's genuinely funny. Um, and Settled, I, I do like as well. I have not watched a lot of his content lately. Um, but that's because of Tileman. Mm-hmm. Tileman was very interesting to start. Because it was an idea that had it been done before. It, it, it was an idea that had been done before, but not expanded a lot. And so the idea of that was of, of going to like the later game and that was like, okay, let's see where this goes. But we quickly ran into issues when he decided what weapon he was going to get for the Inferno. At the time, I was I, I had recently started my my group Iron Man, 
um, recently might have been quite a few months at that point. Um, I don't really remember the exact time frame of this. My group Iron Man was made the day that group Iron Man came out. Um, and I've been playing this account ever since. Uh, but I did a Song of the Elves rush on this account. And so when Settled announced that his new plan was to go to Gauntlet and get the bow of Franheinen, I instantly lost interest in that entire series because that's what every single Iron Man ever does. Not every single one. If you're an Iron Man out there that's never done Song of the Elves and's like doing doing good or you know like that there, good on you. But that is a very it is popular it is a very popular and it is a meta strategy for playing an Iron Man. And I just didn't care. Like before that, even slightly before he announced that, he did LMS to get his rune pouch. And he presented it as like this novel concept that had never been done before, which I don't think he meant. Like, I don't think he meant so, that it was never done before, but it seemed like he was presenting it in that way. I don't think the intent was to present it as like this new idea. He's talked about on, on a podcast that he's been on that I, I think it was the Sebe cast that like when he makes his videos now, he has, he, to, he target has, to, yeah, he has to target an audience that, that might not is never familiar have played. with RuneScape. Yeah. I, I am because, aware of that, but yeah. just as someone that has played the game, it feels like he's patronizing me now. Yeah, and it it just turns me off. Um, massive respect to settled. He's got that absolute grind set in there. He's he's going at it. When I said I hate and him, he did it's a talk complete about, joke. <laughs> he did talk about like you know he he it's a careful uh, line to balance to not. Uh, patronize existing uh, RuneScape players, but also to be able to introduce these concepts to new players that may have literally never played the game before. Yeah, no, for sure. But it, I think it was just bas it was basically a back to back of him doing LMS, and you know he did not necessarily mean to introduce it as his brand new novel concept, but it kind of felt that way. And then immediately, shortly thereafter, being like, "All right, now I'm going to get Bow of Fahrenheit," and I was like, "You're just playing an Iron Man." Mm -hmm. that's that's all the series is anymore it's iron man except i have to go to crabs sometimes so that i can walk and that just yeah. wasn't interesting to me anymore i i i think i remember having this conversation with you when talman first came out and i predicted that the account would just be afking somewhere for a bunch of xp and you're and essentially you were right. on main yeah, yeah. for or the, large, the if, large part you were right or he'd run out of tiles, and tiles would become too expensive, and the series would just end with him, you know, spending thousands of hours to grind for, like, a single tile. Yeah. So, for the most part, he's just playing Iron Man now, and that's fine, but that's not what I'm interested in seeing. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I do already, and I'm not really interested in uh, watching someone else do that, because I'd rather just do it myself. Um, but a, a similar concept of why I hate Framed, side note, don't hate framed like i said for my basically my favorite content creator um he's doing a uh, a series right now where he is trying to make an account solo raid ready as quickly as possible and i was like oh that's kind of cool so for the first episode he did you know some some beginning quests did some money makers and I didn't quite notice it yet, but the signs were there. He was doing a money-making method that he had done not too many weeks prior where he was buying uncharged rings of wealth and taking them out to the wilderness and charging them and selling them. I didn't really notice that because he had done that before, and so I was like, oh, that's kind of funny that he's doing that again. Um, and then in the next episode, basically the entire episode is, I'm going to go do LMS 
to make money because I need money. Yeah. And I, then I, he stopped I doing LMS for a while and he was like, all right, I still need more money. I'm going to go do Revenants. And yeah, I did watch that video and it was just, you know, him doing other content interspersed with LMS for a while. And then I kind of lost interest. Yeah, it's just it's not interesting. All of these these series are just the normal way of playing. Not the normal way, but a no pretty normal way of playing the game. And I, I think when Framed goes to actually go do the raids, he's going to do them solo, and he'll be on like kind of a jank account. So it could be interesting, but that part in specifically just it just bothered me because I was like, man, what is with all these series just turning into? I'm just going to play an account normally. I, I mm-hmm. suppose that's just because of the way I want to see RuneScape content. I want to see like these unique, interesting things that I don't normally do. For Framed, that is PKing. I don't do my own PKing ever. So seeing him PKing in like weird places or with weird setups is, is kind of fun. Um, and Framed is also genuinely just funny. His quips that he says, the things that he goes on about, and the way he screams at people sometimes. Basically never, but the, the, he's just a funny guy, you know? Um, that's the kick I get of that. From Settled, it was, I mean, it was mostly Swamp Man, you know? Um, Swampletics was once again not a completely new concept. Um, no, but, shout out to our boy yeah. Mori Tanya. Shout out to Mori, but I mean, you know, he just the production value was there, um, and it was not a normal way of playing the game by any means. So it was interesting to see the the way that he approached that challenge, um, mm-hmm. and and that's what I like to see. I like to see weird ways of playing the game that I would probably never do. Um, and so just seeing all this content from these these two creators that I have massive respect for turn into things that I'm not interested in is just moderately upsetting to me, but absolutely a me problem. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously people are still enjoying the series. They're still getting, you know, tons of views, but, you know, it might not be as interesting to the older audience um, that, you know, originally came for something else. Yeah, and if, if they're still making, you know views and they're still able to pay the bills you know respect but that content's just not for me anymore yeah that's fine yeah that's okay you know not everything has to be made for me i don't expect that to be true ever if they're having a good time making it and they are able to support themselves by making it that's sick that's awesome yeah speaking of content that uh that is sick uh, have you seen uh, Jeff Wright's series, the Northern UIM? I have been recommended that series so many times. And I'm like, oh, so man, good. I should start watching that. And then I don't. And then it co- comes up on my feed again. I'm like, oh, man, I should watch that. And then I don't. He puts a lot of effort into the series. It's really good. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, there's a lot of like pretty good series around right now that I still need to watch. Like, I still need to go watch the most recent uh, Gilnor games. Didn't watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. heard that's really fun. Very good. It's a good watch. Um, it's Will, just in general, while we're talking about content creators that are good. That guy's yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> his latest video was pretty funny. I watched that during oh, the I ha- break. I haven't actually seen his, his latest. Um, that yeah. was the one where he lost Void Waker, right? That's the, the, yep. the title. <laughs> Did he? Does he actually like get smited? 
he just doesn't protect item. Oh. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's good. That's funny. But yeah, there's there's definitely some good content out there. Um I just haven't gone to find it. Um I've recently actually been watching a lot of uh Legal Eagle videos. Mm-hmm. Um because I he just talks the whole video and I can just sit here on my phone um while and not on my phone I'm, I'm on my computer but i can play runescape and just listen to him talk which is kind of nice because yeah. when yeah, i watch it, it's usually nice. when i when i go to watch like runescape content like usually i want to see what's going on a lot of the time so yeah there's a difference between content that you can listen to and content that you can watch yes so i'm a big fan of podcasts that's kind of that was part of the reason why we started the podcast right is because you're like man i want more old school podcast to listen to and while necessarily i don't want to listen to my own other people might have this problem yeah um shout out to the people that inspired me to really start this uh tnl's uh xp waste uh with michael and oxy fantastic love xp waste go give it a listen i'll maybe do Uh, that at some point because i still don't listen sorry guys if you're listening <laughs> and and they just had uh some great guests on uh recently uh you know i feel like this is season two of xp waste uh they've had a lot of guests on they've had uh hanani recently they've had um uh radish boy uh they had uh tanzu invertoso on they just also did one with uh carter from the lumbridge lounge another podcast uh there are more sporadic uploads so i don't usually listen to them um and they well, just also outright had, saying uh, that you hate them i can't believe you man that's rude listen i i like some consistency <laughs> in my podcasts uh also zulu i think zulu was no hanani was the first guest and then they had zulu after that if they have uh, framed on, I'll start listening because I, I remember i was in the discord call with uh one of, with one of them in there and i was like oh man i yeah, love framed and he was like, oh, should I invite him on? I was like, absolutely, dude. I'd start listening. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to the uh, Wilderness Podcast, which I think might be one of the oldest uh, old school RuneScape podcasts that are still around. That's crazy. Um, yeah. They, how many episodes have they done? Let's find out. One million. Uh, 234 episodes of the Wilderness Podcast. Are they sporadic, uh, or they do, like, weekly-ish? They do weekly, but they took a long break for a while. They started all the way back in 2016. Wow. And then they took a long break, and now they're back at it. Nice. Uh, Respect. Yeah. Uh, Wilderness Podcast, very good. Would recommend. You know, I also listen to a bit of Sebe here and there. Uh, you know, he's been on a kick about mushrooms lately. Not, not really my kind of thing, but, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, he did, he does, he did mushrooms or does mushrooms now. Uh-huh. And it tends to be a topic of a lot of his, uh, casts. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, I was scrolling down Twitter and, you know, he asks, uh, on Twitter, he's like, Hey, I'm going to have, uh, you know, X person on the cast, which I asked them. And uh, someone replied, uh, asked them about mushrooms. And he said, thank you for giving me a segue into that. Because <laughs> uh, it's kind of become a meme now. That's funny. Yeah, when he he went on um, 
another podcast while not strictly old school related you know all the creators are old school uh streamers uh the based after dark podcast and uh they definitely talked about mushrooms a lot during that one uh based after dark stuff like that also pretty good um definitely something you do not want your mother hearing you listen to uh they talk about drugs and sex mostly nice um but you know it's a it's a good listen uh you know you can get a good giggle out of it you know unless you've censored the various uh f words i've dropped in this podcast i don't know that people would want their mother hearing them listening to this podcast either oh we're i'm definitely censoring it okay nice so i can just yeah i can just scream the f word whenever i want is what you're telling me and it'll just create it'll extra work, work for, for you yeah nice let's go oh, let's fucking I'm go right. <laughs> Let's fucking go, dude. <laughs> I'll probably uh, do like a RuneScape hit sound or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that's actually good. I like that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that just about does it. Yeah, you should talk about all the stuff we talked about in the, the Hidden Lost episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a few places you can find us. On Twitter, we have at uh, Guthix Rest Pod where you can tweet us questions or uh, give us critiques or, or just, you know, ask us about our days. Please ask us stuff. We need content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can Great also find myself great. on Twitter at a guy named Spari on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch where I never stream uh, twitch.tv slash a guy named Spari. And where can they find you? Um, basically nowhere. I don't really do social media. Um, mm-hmm. but I do have a Twitter. I think I tweeted like a couple bird facts on it, um, with the intention of maybe setting up a bot and then never did it, but I do technically well, have a Twitter and I also have a YouTube, a all uh, kinds of fun stuff. I'm bird Twitter facts are everywhere. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Sad. Uh, we also have a coffee, uh, or Kofi, uh, I don't know how it's pronounced. I'm going to say coffee. Uh, I assume. It's we also have a coffee, coffee. at uh, ko-fi.com slash guthixrest, where you can uh, give us a donation so I can fuel my caffeine addiction. Do not feel obligated to. We don't deserve your money. No, but if you like what we're doing, you know, maybe you can, uh, you know, give us a small donation so we can uh, improve our audio setups. Yeah. Mine's jank. Yeah, mine's also drink. You can also support us on Patreon, where we might uh, do some bonus content in the future, but for right now, it is strictly a donation. Uh, You can do that at patreon.com slash guthixrest. Right now, these are basically just a formality. Um, You know, content creators have these things. We want to be content creators. We want to be up there with the big boys, so we just have those things, yeah? Yeah, and it's a good idea to park the urls as well even if we don't really that's plan true, to doing true. much with them um but i don't want, I any, don't want anyone stealing that from under our nose oh um, i think that about uh wraps it up unless unless we really all i was gonna say about the jagex account thing was that it was pretty easy oh, yeah. to do um so we don't really need to we can edit this part out but i was just gonna say that it was really easy so i don't think we really need to talk about it Nah, I think it's fine. They can figure it out themselves. Yeah, we talked about it. We said it was probably a good idea, so it's probably fine. Anyways, yeah. continue wrapping up the podcast. Uh, 
thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Keep on scaping. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.